Welcome back, everyone. We have a special episode today in partnership with Amateur Hour Sports Network. Go check the link in the IG and pod description. Just a heads up, we had some technical difficulties, so interference with the audio may have occurred, as well as my audio cutting out near the end of the pod, but Liam was more than capable of wrapping it up. We have two very special guests today that bring all the smoke, but we ain't backing down. We talk NBA awards, rookie outlook, and some very interesting conversation about career paths in sports. You don't want to miss it. But first and foremost, know it all, hit us with that B. Okay, we're finally back. You know, at the end of the year, it's kind of a New Year's Eve pod recording this on Thursday, December 31st, 2020, soon to be 2021. Uh, I'm joined by Liam. Liam, say hi to the listeners. Hey, listeners. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, but we also have two special guests today. Very special guests. Um, our first ever guest, actually, on the Two Combos podcast. So they should <laughs> feel very honored. We are very honored. Uh, and so the first is a brilliant, aspiring sports agent whose uh, dedication for the space only matches her dedication on the court. She's, uh, <laughs> she's destined for amazing things. Um, worldwide, Europe, North America, you know, where, wherever she could uh, spread her wings. Uh, so please welcome Yelena Boskovic. That, yeah, that's you right, it, Yelena? You Thanks so much. Thanks hey, for having me. Okay, let's go. All right. So our second guest, um, we also welcome him. He's a tall glass of water, standing at 6'7", <laughs> weighing around 205, 210 pounds. This is from 2018, 2019 stats. So sorry, Jeez. it's not accurate now. Um, played at York University Lions with an eye-popping highlight reels and a Galaxy Brain basketball IQ you have never seen before. Uh, please welcome Stefan Gruich. What's up, guys? Hello, Happy New Year. Um, I would like to <laughs> talk about or mention that I was a specialist from the left bench and the left corner. So <laughs> I'm bringing that expertise um, to you guys tonight. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all we need, right? We we need those uh the usage players that can get um doesn't need to put up uh, a lot of stats, but just right there, part of the bench mob. You know? Yeah, like exactly. Like I feel like the people that actually do well in the basketball court get way too much credit. Um, <laughs> we need to like involve the guys. <laughs> we need we need to rate the Tom guys that are here. at the end of the bench, uh, tossing the, tossing those uh, those high fives, bringing the energy. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. I like it. All right, so today we have a lot to cover, like a lot to cover. So why don't we start off by um, starting with the uh, NBA, what our predictions for the NBA awards. As you all know, we have Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, and MVP. So I know I think a lot of us are going to differ on this, especially for this first one, because I already know Stefan was coming at my throat <laughs> for um, all our hype on one player. Um, so we'll start off with the rookie of the year, and uh, I'll start. I'll start with you, Yelena. Uh, who's your Who's your uh, bet for rookie of the year uh, this year? I have currently James Wiseman, although it was kind of like a tough. It was oh, okay. a tough uh, pick between. I have four um, on my list right now, but I'm going go with James Wiseman. I feel like he's super talented. He's got the size. Super athletic. Um, he's putting up numbers. He's very confident like that, too like with with the Warriors right now, and he's he's fitting a nice role in there too. So. I'm excited to see what else he has to offer. Um, so I'm going to go with him. Although Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, and Obi Tobin are my men- are honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to say Lamella nice, Ball nice. is not on my list. 
But I'm gonna leave that <laughs> yeah, to, to Stefan uh, <laughs> to go for yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just wanna okay, so I just wanna preface that so these picks were like at the beginning of the season. We didn't like do it. There's no recency bias here for the most part. Um, but uh, yeah, so I like those picks. I don't like that you didn't have Lamelo in your top four, but I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I respect that Wiseman pick. Um, I like him. I really like him too. And uh, especially like now, like you've seen the first three, four games, he's been like popping. For the sure, fuck for off, sure. So I was get you. Um, so now we'll go on to Stefan. What do you think for your, what's your rookie of the year pick? Uh, my number one guy is Wiseman as well. Uh, for all the points that Yelena said, um, and he's got the opportunity. And he's got the talent to show out this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm questioning a little bit of his basketball IQ, but hopefully as he gets comfortable in the NBA, he'll get better as the yes. year goes. Um, somebody that sure. is kind of came out right away and is playing efficient, good defense, just playing good basketball this, right, right away is Danny Avdia. Um, he's a yeah. starter for the Wizards. He's not putting <laughs> up like flashy numbers, but he's, he's in the 30-minute ball range um, per game. He's playing about 30 minutes per game. He's giving good defense. He's making good passes. He's shooting the ball efficiently. So that was my, like my, those two are the guys I'm kind of looking at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my dark horse guy. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like, I like Denny Abdia too. He's actually like, he was really tied to be like his playmaking ability and stuff like that. The only thing I would say about Denny is that Rui Hashimura is like injured right now. So that's like, he has a lot of opportunity to like show what he's got, but who knows? Maybe he wins Mm -hmm. a position. Rui's not like a for sure starter. A small yeah, forward. He, he's better than Rui anyway. Rui sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's not let's not say Rui's gonna get in the way of Avdia playing because Rui. Is I would not go that I like far. Have, but I have some stock in Rui. I, I'm uh, I'm projecting Rui as more of a four, and then Avdia as a three. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I agree with that. Too. I think those that's guys fair. can play together, so I, I have no that's issues fair. with that. I respect that. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good pick. I like those dark horse picks. All right, Liam, off to you. Who do you think? I've got. Um, and he was a guy we that was kind of hyped up after the draft. I've got Tyrese Halliburton. I think these Sacramento Kings okay. better better than expected so far. They've already beat the Nuggets twice. Um, yeah, I just think he's a more responsible player than Buddy Heald. Might not be better yet. I bet you he becomes better though. I'd put money on that. And uh, yeah, I think Halliburton's going to be a solid, really solid contributor. He's going to be. Uh, I think he's going to be a locked-in 30-minute starter by the end of the year on a team that could push for playoffs. And in a year when I don't think there's going to be a standout rookie, I think Halliburton is uh, is your guy. I That's think. I, yeah, I, I, was say, say, I, I agree with you. He's like a very like a, a stat nerdy type person. Yeah. I think he's going to get get those stats for you, like steals, defensive stats, efficiency, yeah. and he's going to be putting up decent. Because numbers I think now, right now but. he's he's leading in terms of um, field goals. I'm pretty sure he's he's killing it in terms of numbers. Yeah, he definitely so, might be. Yeah, like you said, like stat wise, he's, he's going off. Yeah, he's doing quite well. Um, I would agree with you there, but I'm you guys. I know you guys are attacking Buddy Heald a lot. I like Buddy Heald. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not he's not a minus defender. He shoots the ball efficiently. He gets you buckets. Like, but do you think he's worth his money? That's my thing. That's why I really like uh, yeah. Money. Like I, he's not getting paid that much. He's like. I would put him. Is he like twenty something million? Twenty plus? Uh, he's in that ball range, but he's low twenties. I don't think that's yeah, that, that, that crazy. That was, that was a loss for like when he got it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, yeah, no, sorry, Liam. What were you gonna say uh, before I interrupted you? No, I was gonna say it's nice to have a, a buddy heel defender on the podcast. It's <laughs> a little bit of balance. Um, but I was gonna say, so Wiseman. I kind of thought Wiseman too, but I think he's tricking us a little bit because he's you putting up so? big numbers. 
but when are all those numbers coming? Garbage yeah. time when the game's blown yeah. out. He's, he's he's a huge garbage time player, but I kind of I I absolutely agree, Yana. He's got the size. He's an absolute specimen. Like he's gonna he's definitely mm-hmm. got the potential to uh to be a a freak in the league. Yeah. I kind of agree with Steph though as well. I think watching him so far, he's his uh, offensive defensive rotations. I don't not sure he's quite uh, got the basketball sense yet. If he yeah, puts that together, absolutely. I think yeah. I'm a little unsure at this uh, point. Here's the, I, I agree. Yo, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, here's the thing about rookie of the year: no one really cares about if you're Fair making enough. winning basketball <laughs> plays. They care about your numbers. Like, let's take a look at Michael Carter Williams. Yeah. He was yeah. hot garbage yeah, for the Sixers facts. even then, and he won Rookie yeah. of the Year. That's a really, really yeah. good point. So. No, no, but like that's what's also like to Stefan's point too. Like when sure, like it depends how the Warriors do. My like two cases for Wiseman was like, so if he gets all those garbage time points and like stats, like no one's gonna look back at those games and be like, oh, those those like good games were in garbage time. Like you know what I mean? They're just gonna look at the game and look yeah. at the stats yeah, he produces. That's a really good point. But actually. also in that respect, if there's a lot of blowouts, I don't think Golden State's gonna do that well. And if Golden State doesn't make playoffs or they go like eleventh, like or twelfth seed, I don't think he's yeah, gonna get rookie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think do like, you though for him to no. get it, I think he has to be like in the playoffs. I'm not sure about rookie of the year has to be in playoffs. Well, think well, of all the all the garbage teams that have had good rookies in the yeah, past. Yeah, but look at the other people you're competing with, too, right? Like I don't think Wiseman because at that point, unless at he that puts point, up thirty a game at, or twenty a game, rookies that are actually maybe not bringing their team somewhere, but impactful. they're impactful in some way, so they yeah. were able to yeah, exactly, to yeah. help their team get to the playoffs or get some yeah, kind exactly. of wins. But if, if, if Golden State kind of stays into the into the lower rankings, I don't really think he's like, even going to yeah. be considered into that conversation. I, yeah, I think, like, if whatever... I think a lot of Golden State's success is going to come off, like, Wiseman's shoulders. If Wiseman plays well, then they're going to be, like, in playoffs. But if he doesn't play well, they're going to be in, like, 12th mm-hmm. place. So I think that at that point, he wouldn't get Rookie of the Year if he's not playing well. Yeah, I'm going to... I totally disagree, actually, Dan. I, I don't think Wiseman's taken Golden State anywhere, to be honest. I think that <laughs> no, but, like, team they, they is already... It, like, they're already... They I'm going to say they're a lock to not make playoffs. Wow. You think so? They've, bold, they've looked garbage, man. They, they've beaten, what, the Bulls and the Wizards? Two horrible teams. It took them a last-second shot to beat the Bulls. I'm really down on Golden State. Well, they, well yeah, well, they beat the Pistons. They beat the Bulls. Pistons and then and they, they got go. killed Either by... But they, to be fair, they got killed by, like, the Bucks and the Nets. So, like... You can't. Yeah. Those are like two of the best teams in the East. I right guess now. you're right. We got to see so them actually really, play yeah. like a mid-level team because they've yeah, played yeah, two yeah. trash exactly. teams and two really two good really teams. Really good team. Yeah. So we'll see. That's to be determined. Um, but yeah. So for my pick, we all know my boy uh, oh, Lamelo Ball. Honestly, I'm, like I'm not even like okay. So I wasn't even like a huge fan of Lamelo Ball, but like you guys are like criminally underrated like right now. To be honest, I'm like, a Ball criminally. supporter. I'm actually curious to see what he's going to do. It's just like, there's so much hype around him that you expect him to be like the next Michael Jordan. And I really don't see that kind of production. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm curious, like if, if he ends up putting up numbers and being impactful on Charlotte, then great. But so far I'm like, ah, he seems like an average player. If it wasn't for the hype, he would have just been an average yeah. player. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, I mean, to be fair, it's only four games in. So that's why it was, like, for me, it was, like, the beginning of the season. I was, like, LaMelo Ball is going to be, like, that guy. And a lot of the rookie, like, I think, like, to what you guys saying, like, a lot of it's not just, like, um, how a team's doing or, like, just primarily stats. Like, bro, the guy's going to be on House of Highlights probably at least once a week. If you're telling me yeah. these voters Why? are not, like, going to be, like, watching like stuff on social... Because just, like, on, on, a, on a nice pass, he made... Yeah, because he's LaMelo Ball. He's, but it's all hype. Like, he, if he puts a decent string of games in, he averages decent points. Like, whoever has the most highlights is going to be winning Rookie of the Year. Not not the person who's going to be, like, putting up the most stats or the most, like... So, are, 
you saying like it's gonna be the person he, who gets the most noise working of the year are you saying just because he's like gets the most attention and the most no hype? i don't think i don't think like i think he'll be i think he'll be like in the in, the, in like the uh the contest for rookie of the year i don't think he'll be out of it and win it he'll be in the contest but i don't he might not be the most deserving at the time who win it but not every rookie of the year is the most okay deserving, but who do you think is the most deserving it's not like a, like a yeah. The most deserving, I'd, like I'd probably say, so I had Wiseman at two, and then I had Tyrese Halliburton okay, as my fair. dark horse for rookie, like the most deserving. But uh, I think he'll win it just based off like the vote, the voting. To be honest, like I don't, I don't think he's like the the most deserving of all the rookies if he wins it. But he could right. be as well. He could pop off, and if he gets some minutes and stuff, and figures out his shot and doesn't. Can I bring stupid, up like a? Can I bring up opinion. like a surprising disappointment? Killian, sure. Killian sure. Hayes, I thought was gonna be much oh. better than what he was. Oh no, no, no. I'm always hyping up players from Europe. Yeah. I'm not just because like they're underdogs, but I don't know. I just think there's a lot of talent in Europe that that I'm excited to see come to the NBA. And um, and you know he played the high teams like he was playing pro A in France, and then I know he was playing in uh, yeah. the top tier in, in Germany as well. So he came here to the NBA, yeah. and he's really, really kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't the most athletic person coming in, which is kind of like a hindrance on him. But I mean, he's still like a rookie, right? So we'll see. Hopefully, he'll blossom into something good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in in like Detroit, where he has a lot of opportunities. But uh, we'll he see. Better. We'll see. They better not yeah. be playing Derrick Rose and uh, Josh Jackson yeah. thirty five minutes a night moving forward. Yeah, I was very. Yeah. I, I I need him too. I have him on my fantasy team, so I, I love Josh. Jackson. I've dropped him. I just dropped him because, and I was looking at his stats earlier, and I look his PER is negative, so I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, <laughs> and, and that, that's a, that's a starting point guard right now, and yeah, he's, that's a bit disappointing. I hope the best yeah, one. Like yeah. we we love like Liam and I um loved him. Me too. Our, me like, too. Draft. Yeah. Uh, recap. So yeah. hopefully, um, hope, hopefully, hope, yeah. all right. Let's move. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. move it going. Let's keep it going. Let's Wait, keep it going. Don't, don't, gonna, I, don't I get to roast Lamelo? I never got to roast Lamelo. Okay, fine, fine. Go for it. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you ten seconds. I'll give you ten seconds. I'm, re- I'm really low on Lamelo. I think he doesn't play no defense. He doesn't have a good jumper. His handle's tight, but he doesn't have the speed to break away and make it really flash against NBA athletes. I think he's going to be a bust in the NBA. Um, Damn, that's a bold word. Turns out the B word. Yeah, he, he's Alonzo that can't play defense. I'm done. <laughs> damn, damn. All right, okay. I, I won't even rebuttal because we could be all day, but that's yeah. a fair take, though. That's a fair take. Um, okay, so we'll move on to most improved player. Um, I know this is one that I, someone like Liam is going to be itching at because I already know who he's going to pick. Um, but unless he surprised me, someone else. No, I'm yeah, not going <laughs> <laughs> So I'll go with uh, Stefan this time. Stefan, who do you, who's your most improved player of the year? Um, I'll go with the guy I was looking at before the season. I don't want to talk about early season stuff so i'll go with jalen brown yeah i felt like with gordon hayward okay. um Fair. being gone there's space on the wings now for him to operate he yeah. got his and kemba big, walker being injured kemba walker being injured yeah. and so far he's delivered um he's kind of carrying that team he's almost the 1a to, to jason tatum's one uh, a, uh he's the batman in that the relationship 1B right to now. exactly yeah, yeah um, I got you, so I got you, yeah. he's he's taking the lead dog role right now Ho- uh, hopefully that for continues sure, for sure um he's my leading guy i'm not gonna say anything more i'll, I'll let you guys jump in yeah that, that, that's a that's a that's a good pick though i like that i like that um i think he could definitely make the jump 40 yeah, piece no, last right? night too he has an opportunity for sure like we were a huge fan of opportunity here and if and i think he has like he's a type of player that has like the talent to do so so i like that pick um so yeah we'll move over to yelena because i already know what liam's gonna pick and i think we're actually gonna be the same so i'm interested to see what yelena um, has to say. Like like a like for the rookie of the year, Perfect. I have four picks, but 
Um, I'm gonna go with my main one, and I'm gonna say Michael Porter Jr. Um, I for yeah, most yeah, yeah, I think he's becoming a really yeah, important okay, role okay. for for Denver. He can shoot, he can drive, he's athletic, he has size. Um, his basketball IQ is really, yeah. really, really good. Um, his passing abilities are also oh. excelling. Um, so I'm gonna go with him. <laughs> Seth, I already feel like you disagreed, but okay. No, no I like, think he's a really I, smart I agree. player. I think he's he he has a lot of um potential going into the future. So definitely for him. He does. He does. I think I think the only question that Michael Porter was the defense, right? Like. Um, uh, I think he's like he has yeah. all the tools, like Yelena said. It's just like the defense, but in terms of most improved, like as an award, unless he's absolutely atrocious defensively, I think he'll definitely be in, conten- in contention. He's already showed it their first four games. His stats dramatically improved mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. last year. So I definitely think he, he's one of my other people that I had in the running. Um, not my pick, but he's definitely one person. Okay, I did. sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Liam, what's, uh, who's your pick? I, uh, I like the MPJ pick. That's yeah. what that was my number two. I want to get Yelena did way more work than me. She's got three others. I kind of wanted to hear the other three that uh, that you had. Yelena. Yeah, yeah. So right yeah, the last I'm a nerd, whatever. Yeah. What are your dark horses? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So Liam, give us yours, and then we'll go back to Yelena. See so you give us your two if in case okay. you match. Yeah, you guys know I've been uh, I've been yeah. yanking this chain all season, and as a matter of fact, last season as well. <laughs> as soon as the Detroit Pistons traded Andre Drummond and gave Christian Wood the chance to shine and show that he's a star in the making in this league, this is the year that he steps up. This guy's already taken a ton of shots on offense. Um, it's Harden and him taking the shots. It's no one else. We'll see what happens yeah. when John Wall comes back, but it's still Christian Wood getting all the shots. He's going to put up awesome numbers. And especially because he started putting up awesome numbers after the trade last season. But if you're going to look at his numbers last season for the whole season, they're going to be really down. And this season, they're going to be really up. So it's going to be a huge difference. I can see him putting up like, I don't know, 24 and 10 this season with three assists, steal on a block, three a game. Like he's going to have awesome numbers on good efficiency, good free throw yeah. shooter, good three point shooter, good from the field. So. I think his, uh, I think his at least statistical profile is going to be um, tailor made for yeah. most improved player. Might not be on a winning team because uh, I know mm-hmm. we don't really love the Houston Rockets, but I still yeah. think the stats. I think most improved is not really even about being on a winning team. I think it's just like yeah, basic stats wise. To be honest, like you saw Brandon know. Ingram, like Pelicans did horribly. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think what helped him is, like you kind of said, Liam, like last year his stats, his averages were so bad because he didn't play that much of drum in there. And then he basically had that one month to shine. So mm-hmm. if he just basically just plays like that one one month, I think he's had, he has that prize in the bag. And uh, kind of to segue through that, that's like my pick. I also pick Christian Wood. So I hate to agree with you, Liam. Like I absolutely hate it. Like it makes me <laughs> sick. But, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't happen often. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree for all the reasons that you said. Um, yeah, there's nothing much more to be said. I don't know if you guys want to have a take on Wood, but uh, we no, really He's like on my him. list too, so, yeah, that, that, so I'm, a... I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, who's, who's the last person on your list? Yeah, I mean, I, I can know? tell you yeah. all four. I had, uh, so MPJ, Christian Wood, um, Colin Sexton, and DeAndre Ayton. Colin Sexton. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Colin Sexton has been popping off. Yeah, so. yeah, Sexton's yeah. a really good yeah. show. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So we'll head over. Oh, sorry. Stefan, you want to say something? I had a nice little dark horse. Um, 
Uh, Keldon Johnson in there, just because he he would he's gonna Keldon get you. Johnson. <laughs> he didn't really do much of anything last year, right? That's a deep cut. Deep that cut. is a deep cut. Yeah, that's a deep cut. <laughs> I'm here for the deep cuts. I love that Kentucky okay. boy See, too. I don't know why you brought that in here. We didn't we didn't need that. <laughs> All right, let's continue. That's the only that, the only the only thing Liam can cheer about for Kentucky is basically the players in the NBA not even his own college right now. They're absolute trash. Yeah, it, it really yeah, is. Okay. It really All right, is. let's move over to Coach of the Year. Uh, this is not really a one that's like so extravagant. Um, not, not a lot of people care, but we do care here at Two Combs po- Basketball Podcast. So, uh, Liam, we'll, we'll go with you this time. <laughs> we'll go with go with you first. Who do you think is being Coach of the Year? My Coach of the Year is your my, your mate, my mate, fellow Canadian, nice, Steve nice. Nash respect, respect. on the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I was. You know, I was high on them coming into the season. We had our bet, which is looking great for me, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Raptors fans. Um, but yeah, I think Steve Nash, if he can get those egos to play together, obviously all everyone's going to be watching that team anyway. Everyone's going to be waiting for that. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, it's a hard job to get all these superstars to play well together. Is it that hard of a job? I'm not sure when you yeah. have that much talent on your team, but I think they're going to see it as, oh, yeah, Steve Nash brought these guys together. He's got them clicking. They're going to win a ton of games. So I think uh, – and he's something new. Everyone loves a little something right. new. So I think uh, rather than maybe a vote for Budenholzer, who's won it before, old news, <laughs> yesterday's news, I think people like the yeah, freshness sure. of Steve Nash. And uh, obviously he was an awesome player, which I don't think hurts. So I think he's uh Yeah, and that's all like relies it. upon how good the Nets do, right? Like if they absolutely destroy the East, yeah. then I definitely think he's up there for sure. Um, yeah, uh, so Yelena, what's what's your take on Coach of the Year? Uh, we'll I have Coach of the Year, Rick Carlisle. Car- ah, I can't even say his last name, Carlisle. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do with Dallas, to be honest. If he can bring them further up in the playoffs we'll bring them in the playoffs first of all we'll bring them up in the playoffs then i'm gonna go with him because um he's really building a really good team around don Cheech, um putting players into position so i'm going with him i also have brad stevens with boston um so those are my two two top picks nice. i'm sticking with those yeah steven's always a good show the guys uh yeah, time exactly. out, coming out of a timeout plays are legendary um I was going to ask Yelena, so I, I like the Carlisle pick. I was big on the Mavs coming into this season. Are you a little bit scared watching them go one and three I'm and they haven't looked as good? Or are you, uh, like, are you it's just, in, I mean, it's, it's hard to say now. It's so early in the season. I think it can really change. Yeah. It can go up. It can go down too. But uh, I'm pretty confident. We saw what happened last season. Like It was a huge jump um, with Doncic. So I think the season will be even better. Powell's back. So things can definitely change. I think he's... He'll be like the missing, uh, he'll be the, the key piece to that missing puzzle. Yep. Carl Island Stevens yeah, have been yeah, two yeah. of the best sure, coaches sure. in the league for a couple years. So I love that. Uh, Stefan, coach of the year. First time I want to touch this, we're talking about the Mavericks right now. I'll uh, get my take on there. I, yeah. before the season, I kind of sold my stock on Please the Mavs do. just because it, it reminds Ooh, me of a little bit of a stock, a- like a stock market <laughs> bubble. When I hear everybody okay, okay. and their grandmothers talking about how good the Dallas Mavericks are, how much they love Luka Doncic. <laughs> Luka's my favorite player. But when I hear yeah. everybody on them now, that's that's got me scared. You have Porzingis missing. Like, that team isn't really that talented. So, with Porzingis gone, who's their number two? Okay. Like, Tim Hardaway? I mean, you have a like, lot of people. Josh Richardson? Yeah, you have like Tim Hardaway. Doncic is one. <laughs> I don't think it necessarily means like that you have a talented team because 
then in that sense, like Steve Nash will have it. You have two of like the best players in the league right now in one team. It's just how you utilize your players yeah. in the most effective way that will bring the best results to that team. So yeah, sure, like the talent itself maybe isn't focused in in uh, in Dallas, but if he can use the qualities from each player and and build results, then that's that's a successful coach in my opinion. Yeah. Also, I kind of agree with that because also, like, if you look at Budenholzer, he only had really, like, Giannis. Like, unless you count yeah, Chris Middleton sure, as, sure. like, one of the best players in the NBA as well, right? And then you also have, like, Nick Nurse, who also won it, but they had Kawhi, who was, like, sitting out half a season. So, like, it's like, or was it the year after? I don't remember. But, like, it's like they didn't have all, like, these all star teams that, um, out, like, it's basically a team that outperforms for what sure. they expected yeah. to. So, I think if, I think if Rick Carlisle could bring that, um, for the Mavericks and with, like, an MVP caliber player, I think definitely. Um, he could like win an award like that, but I get what you're saying too, mm-hmm. Stefan. Like, yeah. it's definitely tough if they might not perform the way they people are expecting. That like might bring his his stock down for sure. I'm projecting I'm projecting them in the same um, win percentage as last year. I don't I see them making t- uh, taking maybe a little like one two games more. Um, but yeah. yeah, I see them in the same place. For me, um, my guy was Steve Nash as well. Uh, my runner up, another guy I'm keeping my eye on is uh, Lloyd Pierce from the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I think they're a team that's going to okay, jump nice. from bottom dwellers to a, a playoff team. I, I think they're yeah, going to conquer I mean, that. Yeah, um, sure. I think they're going to be above Indiana. I think they're going to be in that 6th, 7th range, uh, depending on how things fly. The guy, Gallinari, the man is, no matter where he goes, <laughs> those teams outperform. So I'm going to bet on him <laughs> to uh, and all the... And Bogdan yeah, to just good luck <laughs> turn that team into a near like fifty win under the normal schedule uh, team. Uh, they got all the wings. They they have the John Collins. They have Clint Capella. Trey Young's playing out of his mind. Um, he's there. There. Uh, he, Lloyd Pierce is there for my coach of the year. Nice, nice. Yeah, they got yeah. all the wings. They got <laughs> literally like <laughs> way too many wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every wing. Uh, yeah, so I definitely had Steve Nash there for sure as one of like the um, people like contesting for that uh, that award. Um, but my pick, I'm gonna like zag a bit while everyone's zigging. I'm gonna go for Monty Williams from uh, the Phoenix Suns. Um, I think he's my pick for the uh, for Coach of the Year because I think the Phoenix Suns are gonna do extremely well this season uh, with the addition of Chris Paul and uh, Jay Crowder. But I think he's just gonna like. Put, put those guys together and play some good basketball. I think people, a lot of people are going to be impressed with Phoenix. Um, obviously, they've been really bad for the, like, I don't even know how long, since Steve Nash, essentially. Um, so I just think that they're going to outperform a lot of people's expectations, even though people have them in the playoffs still, probably. But just the, the fact that that franchise has been, like, so terrible for the past, like, 10, 10 years or so, 10 plus, um, I think having them in a playoffs position, especially if they go even, like, fifth, sixth, or even fourth, um, I think he'll get like the award for um, uh, coach of the year. So that's my pick. I agree. It's a good show, yeah. Danielson. I, I, you had to do it to him. You know, I had to do it to him. Everyone's picking Steve Nash. You know, I had to, I had to go outside the box a little bit. Phoenix will be my third guy. Um, yeah. As well, because Chris yeah, Paul is another one of those yeah. guys. He doesn't lose. Yeah, that's fine. His teams don't facts. lose. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. All right. So now we're going to go to a little bit more of a entertaining one. I really like picking this one because it's a lot of fun. Kind of just judging based on that aspect. So it's defensive player of the year. Um, we not a lot of people like appreciate defense. Some people do, but I feel like this is always a, a quality player no matter what. So um, how about Yelena? You opened up with this one. Who's your defensive player of the year? So I thought he would win it this year, but he didn't. Um, so I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. I think he should have won last year, oh. and I think he's gonna win it this year. Um, 
What do you want to say, Stefan? <laughs> Steal my pick. I feel like I, that was my pick too. So we'll just get three out, three out of there right now. So I think all of us uh, have Anthony Davis there. Uh, but yeah, continue what you're saying. Um, yeah, I just think he's the most Davis. deserving. Like he um, is killing it with rebounds. He's always there when it comes to to defense. He's not he's not lacking at all. So like I said, I don't know why he didn't win it, win it this year. He's definitely gonna win it um, for the for the next yeah. year for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, Stefan, I guess if you want to add anything to that, um, no, she's basically said everything I would need to say, so I'm not going to add much more. I, I agree. I feel like the Lakers, no one wants to give LeBron the MVP. Anthony Davis is not going to be good enough to get play at the MVP level, no. I don't think. Um, so they're going to want to give the Lakers some award for being the top in the West. Anthony Davis yeah. on the defensive end, finally reward him for his years of playing good on that side of the ball. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Also, you could throw Rudy Gobert's name. You can always throw him in. Um, they always, he always has yeah. the Jazz playing at the top of the league defensively, and he single-handedly shut down the league last year. So maybe you can carry that momentum. Um, yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. From the, uh, I agree. I agree with you. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, carry the momentum from showing the, de- the league down with COVID. That's what I kind of was getting oh, at. That's what I was getting at. I was like, wow, this, this is such an honest take. He single-handedly uh, shut down the NBA, you know? I'm dead. Like, okay. I'm dead. That's actually jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I kind of just like add a like, little sprinkle there. Like, I definitely think, uh, to like uh, Stefan's point, like, I 100% agree. I don't think LeBron's going to win MVP or anyone in the Lakers going to really win MVP. Uh, maybe Montrezl has like a shot for like six men or something, but who knows? Um, but uh, I think, but I definitely think uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, I kind of uh, disagree with you that I think Anthony Davis is definitely MVP caliber, but he's never going to be able to be MVP with LeBron James on his team. So agreed. I definitely yeah. think they'll give him defensive player because he's one of the best defensive players in the league. So I agree with both of you on that. And then I also had just a kind of runner up. So I had like Rudy Gobert, and also I had my boy Ben Simmons in there. Um, but yeah, so those are my kind of uh, tiers for defensive player. Liam, surprise us, surprise us. Yeah, no, I well, I was I was about to, but you just dropped his name. Hey, down. I have go. Ben Simmons okay, for okay. Uh, I like that. I like that for most defensive player of the year, and you're probably surprised because you I never yeah, give him any except, credit because he's on. Except your when you hounded me for a week straight to um, trade you Ben Simmons on fancy in our fancy basketball league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But even then, I was down. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were part of the plan. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, uh, I think you guys make a great point about Davis. I think he's, uh, he was the defense, he should have been defensive player of the year last year. That man was getting stops at the end of big games. He was blocking everything. He was, yeah, he, he should have won last year. I think he probably will win this year, but uh, my cut's a little deeper. Well, not oh, deep yeah. cut, but um, I guess a little a little lower um, in the odds was, was Ben Simmons. Um, I think Philadelphia is going to be an awesome team again. Philadelphia as a whole is going to be, probably one of the best defensive teams in the league. And I think Simmons is going to embody that defense. I like that. Um, he's going to have the defensive stats. He can defend bigs. Well, not quite bigs. He can defend bigger players because he's so big. He's also quick enough to defend guards. Um, so I think he's got a lot of defensive um, diversity, yeah. switchability. Um, yeah. Well, he, game, he, did, so. uh, he did win an all-defensive team. Yeah, right? he did. He did. Yeah, last year. And, and, he, uh, yeah, exactly. and he, I think he was like top three or top four in the league in, in steals per game. So. He definitely has the stats to go along with it. Um, 100%. I, lo- I yep. love Ben Simmons. So I, I respect it. I respect it. Okay. So let's uh, move on to another very entertaining award. And that's uh, the sixth man of the year. 
This one's a bit dodgy because you have to be coming off the bench. Doesn't matter how many minutes yeah. you get, but you have to be coming off the bench to start the game. So, um, yeah, we'll go with uh, Liam. We'll go with you first. Give me your sixth man of the year. I like the word dodgy there. Reminds me of Harry Potter. <laughs> dodgy mate. That's dodgy mate. Um, but uh, no, I agree though, because I kind of had trouble with this one because it was like, okay, what if this guy starts starting halfway through the season? Does it count? Or like, do you even know? Because I don't know. How yeah, do you, what's the criteria? What if a guy is coming you, you off the bench come, you have to come the off season of and start starting? You have to come off a number of games. I don't have this certain number of games off the top, but it's okay. a certain number of games in the season. Uh, I think normally on the on the 82 game yeah. schedule, it case. has to be like 50. But I don't know how it okay, works with good. this like um, yeah, yeah, smaller yeah. schedule. That's fair. Okay. In any case, I found a guy who I think will be coming off yeah. the bench the whole season, and it's uh, Jordan Clarky oh, okay. Clarkson. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, microwave scorer <laughs> off the bench. He won't be starting over over Conley and yeah. uh, and Mitchell. And yeah, I think he's super important to a team that last year in the playoffs, the year before in the playoffs, as long as they've been a playoff team, basically, it's always been awesome defense anchored by Gobert, struggling to find a scorer to help out Mitchell. And we saw Mitchell, he had to absolutely carry them just to, well, not even win the playoff series last season, but um, like he was scoring 40 a game and it still wasn't enough. So I think he's going to be super important as a, as a scorer off the bench. Um and I think Utah is going to be a pretty good team this year. So I'm going to go with Clarkson um, with his contributions off the Utah bench as a microwave scorer. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, how about Stefan? Let's go with you. Who do you think is your, who's your sixth man? Um, so I had two guys on there. Jordan Clarkson is one of them. I'm just going to, he's 100% right on everything there. I just want to add he's, incre- he's um, fixed his efficient, inefficiency issues. So he's always been a microwave scorer. And since he um, yeah. got to Utah, he's yeah. been very efficient with the basketball as well. So six men of the year usually goes towards those type of guys that get a lot of points. Um, and he's helping a good team win. So th- there's him. And then there's also um, my actually uh, front runner is, is Chris Levert from Brooklyn. Oh, Levert, nice. Yeah, uh, Karis yeah. Levert, yeah. sorry. Um, he's going to... That's a great show. What they're doing in Brooklyn is they're keeping KD and Kyrie on at the same time. They're, yeah. when, they, when KD comes out, Kyrie comes out. So that leaves um, Karis with like 14 minutes, 15 oh, minutes, sure. where he's just running the show all on, on, all by himself. Yeah, and yeah. he's getting the minutes with with those guys as well. So exactly. he, he's putting up, not only is he putting up points, he's putting up assists as well. So he, um, mm-hmm. he's my um, number one guy for six minutes of the year. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, kind of to what you're saying, I had Karis over to you, just to kind of like say to, off what you're saying. I think... He's to all the reason what you say, like you're 100 percent correct. He's gonna have that opportunity. Essentially, what he had last year, except he's just not gonna be starting. Like uh, I'm pretty sure Steve Nash um, yep. even said it himself that he's trying to get Karis LeVert to more of like a Manu Ginobili role um, in terms of coming off the bench and making an impact and making plays. Um, totally, definitely could be doing that, um, especially with KD and Kyrie uh, clogging up all those like minutes for starting bench. And then when he comes in, that's like easy 30 minutes. So I think he has an opportunity of all like the touches to do so. And I think Steve Nash is open with like giving him all the opportunity to do whatever he wants coming out the bench. So that's my pick as well for Karis LeVert. Um, so yeah, how about you? I'm who's literally your, on who's the same page. Man? I have uh, Clarkson for number one and LeVert for number two. So I'm not even going to repeat everything you guys just said because I basically agree with everything. <laughs> um, they're both, yeah, yeah, super super efficient players. Um, for Clarkson, I think he's also very energetic and he brings this like hype to the game that I think um, sometimes is missing. So. Yeah, I got those two for for six man of the year. Yeah, I got you. I don't even say one of my kind of dark horses would be Gallinari as well. 
That was uh, I kind of had him at, at a dark horse for six man of the year, depending how on things how, go. Yeah, how yeah. Does. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's struggling with injuries yeah, right now. I know, though, right? He can't get on the court. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay, Even so if he's the... injured, they win. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah, and he, well, yeah, he's a good luck charm. So. He just has to be on the bench. Yeah. Um, so now we got the big one. Um, I hope, like, I mean, there's one obvious one. I hope we don't all guess it. I mean, all like say as our prediction for the number one pick. But so we'll go MVP. So the most valuable player award. Who's our MVP? MVP? We'll start with okay. Stefan has a hand up. We'll start with Stefan. I think he's gonna give us a juicy take here. Guys, I, know, I have not started yet. So here we go for the big one. All right, all right go ahead. My guy. <laughs> Six man, you <laughs> Just like in my basketball career, my podcasting career, I don't start. All right. Anyways, so my guy is Kevin Durant. For me, the MVP usually nice, mirrors nice. the coach of the year. Um, Katie's shown so far in the in the first few games that he's not fully not fully recovered, obviously, but he's still the same player. He can score. He can pass. He plays great defensive basketball. Um, I think the story is also there. He's coming back from that injury that almost nobody comes back from. Uh, you got a new coach. You got a team that historically in the last 20 years hasn't really been a championship contender. He's got all the things going for him. Um, so I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, that's a good pick. That's a good show. He was my second pick. Um, and I think like to what you said, like story is a huge thing for MVP voting. Um, I know, like, I even heard, like, Ramona Shelburne from ESPN even admitted herself that she's, like, more of a narrative voter. So whatever has the best story in terms of mm-hmm. um, MVP nominees, she'll vote for that. So it all depends on, like, the different voting, right? Some some people who have a vote will vote for analytics, who has the best stats. Some people will vote, like, who's on the best team. Some people vote, um, like, story, like you said. So I think that's a good show. I think Katie has, like, checks a lot of those boxes. And if not, like, what's a better story than coming back of a de- devastating injury and then putting up massive numbers and carrying your team to... An Eastern Conference Championship, or just like second, third mm-hmm. place in the East. All right, uh, so we'll go to Liana. Go ahead, give me your, give me okay, your. Okay, so I shirt. have who I think will win MVP, and then I have like a personal kind of like wish who I hope. Okay, okay, okay so I see you. I think Doncic is gonna get MVP this year, but who I kind of hope okay. for and uh, who's my personal favorite in the league right now is Damian Lillard. I think he's so deserving. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I was okay. looking for Jokic there. I was like bobbing <laughs> my head, my like excited. <laughs> I don't know. I had to, to narrow it down to those two. Yeah. <laughs> um, you threw a real curveball there. Yeah. Someone was disappointed almost. Yeah, this is not this is not this is not MVP for for the Balkans. This is MVP for the league. Keep it at that. Keep it at that. With yeah. Dame, um, yeah. yeah, he's a personal favorite of mine. I also just think he's so deserving. The the way he carries that team, he's such a leader. He puts up numbers in every end. Um, I don't know. I, th- I I think he he should be more deserving of even being into that conversation. So I'm putting him in as number one. But uh, I think Doncic is going to win it because just how shockingly, or not even shockingly, I guess everyone kind of saw coming. He was always a good player, but he's just killing it in every sense. So I think Doncic is going to win. But Lillard has my heart, so I hope I hope he does. I hope he does. I got you. That's fair. That's good. Uh, yeah, Lillard was always at the top in the NBA, right, in terms of scoring and what he does for his team. And was it, what's a, another better story than having some guy who's de- so dedicated yeah, to Portland yeah, yeah. that he, like, saying he's not in the league and stuff like that. So is, he takes like, him somewhere. He's an underdog. He really is. Yeah, so for him yeah, to win sure. MVP would be insane. Uh, Weber State, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, that, yeah, I like that. I like that. Liam, how about you? Who's your? Uh, who's got your MVP vote? Um, well, I like Doncic 
I like Durant. Those would be my top two. Those are the two bets I have on my bet 365 right now. Um, I think AD, we touched on this earlier, was a good bet. Um, I can't believe we just had two Serbians talk and uh, we didn't get some Jokic love for MVP. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to give, and I got the odds up now because this is the one odds I could find. I'm going to give a nice long shot here. at thir- Coming in at 34, 34 to 1, Dan. To one. Damn. And it is... 34 to 1 on a team that is uh that is top of the standings in Eastern Conference. We touched on earlier. Yeah, it's not the guy who Doncic it's not Doncic, it's the guy who Doncic got traded for Trey Young. Oh my god. 34 to 1 I think is a good yeah, shot in the fair. dark. Um like to to put that in perspective, Luka Doncic is 4 4.75 yeah. to 1. Trey Young's 34 like, okay, to 1. Fair. I'll let you finish your take. If, if Trey Young leads the Atlanta Hawks to a top 5 yeah. seed, uh, and he's putting up crazy numbers. That guy's getting to the free throw line like yeah. 15 times a game. Um, he's going to be putting up like 30 and 10. Yeah. Almost and I don't even want, I don't want to compare that to like how many, that's a ridiculous amount of times because that's more than what the Raptors are doing in total. The Raptors going to line 13. Do you see that one too? Like, do you see yeah. some of the fouls that he's getting? It's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's so for stupid. Season, oh yeah, he's he's yeah. buying them up. He's buying like, them up. Steve Nash even called but this. That's, Steve Nash that's called this. Like, that's that's an MVP that's, candidate. I don't know what he's yeah. doing there, but his... well, it's because he's so small, yeah. right? Like, if you're a ref on the court, you see a little guy getting beat up by like some seven footers. You're like, I'm going to call that no matter what. I mean, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be that way, but it's the way it is. It's yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, sorry, Liam. Go ahead. Hey, that's the mark of an MVP <laughs> candidate. If uh, he's yeah, getting true. those calls, then that's you know true. he's an MVP candidate. Yeah, no, love from that. Something that we don't. So, I don't think he'll win it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah. So uh, thirty-four to one, Fair. that would be my show. My original picks yeah. pick was Doncic, yeah. though, um, and then I like Durant as a mid. I think I got Durant at fourteen okay. to one. He's nice. up to twelve now. So making nice, moves nice. already. All right. So I guess for me. I had Luka Doncic. I know I'm a bit like kind of everyone else. He's a clear-cut favorite in my in my opinion. Um, there's no one really else to like nothing really else to it. The way he performed last season, and now he just has even more opportunity to even blossom even more. He's a clear-cut favorite. Um, in terms of dark horses, um, I had D- D- Kevin Durant in my second, so it's a good shout, Stefan. I like Kevin Durant as well. Um, but I also had Steph Curry and Jason Tatum there um, as dark horses. Um, I think. Steph Curry, if he can carry the Warriors to a playoff berth and he's putting on massive numbers, I definitely think he could get the Russell Westbrook treatment where he got yeah, basically maybe. a sorry ass team to the to the to the playoffs and put up massive numbers and he got MVP, even though I didn't agree. I think Harden should have won it that year anyways. But um yeah, so I think he might get that. And Jason Tatum again, if he puts up massive numbers uh with Kemba Walker, with Gordon Hayward gone, and he if the Boston Celtics do really well in the East, I think he could be a, a good show for like a dark horse. Yeah, Justin Tatum's fire. Uh, can for I, sure. Yeah. I'll quickly throw my dark horse right now. Obviously I had Trey yeah, Young was my ultra dark horse, but I also had like I was bobbing my head to yell and I had uh, Jokic as my dark horse as well. The guy's already he's nice, putting up nice. thirteen okay. assists oh, okay. and like eighteen rebounds right or, or like Bro, it's yeah, actually ridiculous. He's, oh, he's, he's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah eighteen assists the other night. Um, if he gets Same. a triple double as a big man, they're like the first big man that can do ten assists. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. He'll get it, like that's off fair. of the Jokic thing, because his team will be top three in the West as well. They'll be a serious contender. So yeah. he he's a more real, realistic dark horse, and then you have Trey Young, who's putting up insane numbers. So if he can keep that up, yeah, and they make fair. the playoffs, I don't see why not. Yeah. So Liam, to my to you, like to your Trey Young, and I guess Stefan to Trey Young, I think he could be MVP, but. I just don't think they're going to give someone MVP who's like that bad yeah. at defense. 
Steve like, Nash. Like he's like absolutely atrocious. Back to back defensive, uh, back to back MVP. Yeah. He he wasn't as bad as Trey Young, but he was. Yeah, he was in the low percentile as, as well. Yeah, but like it's so like, so like James Harden was like pretty bad defensively, and he won MVP too. But it was just like Trey Young is like atrocious. And it's not his fault. Like too. he's and small. He will say it. Like he will admit yeah. it that he does not play defense. So yeah, uh, so, but, but Trey Young is like worse than worse than all those. That they track apparently. Yeah, but but Trey Young's. Yeah, we're not we're not saying defensive know, player of the year, Dan. Like, we're saying like, MVP. He's substantially worse than all those guys. <laughs> he is, he is, except Steve so, like, Nash. Uh, so that's why, like Steve Nash, I, I think he's worse bad. than Steve Nash. He is worse. He I is think worse. He worse. Yeah, I but I think Steve Nash was a smarter player than Trey Young was. So I mean, he could be Trey Young could get who knows he could get smarter, play smarter. But I think Steve Nash was smarter. Um, I just yeah, I just don't think they could give it to someone that just doesn't play any defense like at all. Like he's basically <laughs> a minus. Like he's like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't believe it. But who knows? Who knows how they vote. Um, okay, so that concludes our uh, NBA award predictions. Honestly, I like that. Those are some very spicy takes uh, there. I know. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't. I don't see a winner outside of any of the yeah, names you I just agree. mentioned. I totally agree. Yeah, I, think I think we so covered too. it all. I think the, the listeners are privileged, to be honest, to get some of this basketball knowledge. Listeners, you should just go bet <laughs> on every name we mentioned, and yeah, you, you will win exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. Um, so, kind of like, I really like it, what everyone said. Um, I think it's very. Um, Kind of like what Liam said, we covered everything. Um, literally cannot complain about anything. But we could just pivot to now. Um, kind of just like preseason predictions, you know, like what do we saw first four games in, like three, four games in, depending on the team. Um, but let's just go for a rookie outlook. I know we talked a lot about it for um, rookie of the year. But what do you guys think of some of the rookies starting off the season? Maybe maybe talk to you a little bit more about the ones we didn't talk about for rookie of the year. So, okay. Go yeah, ahead, I got one for you, Dan. Yeah. If you're ready. Let's show some love to a guy that I picked out only because of a little bit biased because I watched him a lot in college. And it's not a Kentucky guy. It's uh, Peyton Pritchard, who was the other night against the Celtics getting big minutes, closing out the game against Indiana and a huge comeback win. Um, He's small. He's not a great defender, but he's an absolute warrior. Great passer. Good shooter. Drives to the... He's small, but he's not scared to drive the lane, take contact. He can finish through contact even though he's so small. And uh, Brad Stevens already trusts him. That's a big one. Um, That's a big one. He said in his in his post game, "Yeah, I trust Peyton." And uh, yeah, I see him. He's already surpassed Jeff Teague as a, as a trusted guard on that team. Um, so I think uh, I really I like, like what I've like seen that. from him. Uh, how about you, uh, Stefan? What do you think? Who pops out for you out of the rookies? You could still talk to the ones we already talked about, but um, um, if there's any other ones, I feel like Cole Anthony could have a chance. Uh, to to continue mm. to develop like he was a top five guy coming out of high school and then he played yeah. for a really bad team in north carolina and um uncharacteristically bad team and yeah it just brought out his bad sides um i think he, he can be a hell of a player he can shoot he can get to the hoop his decision making is not quite there but it's something he can work on i think he's a guy that yeah. we should uh, we should look at as the season goes on i think he can make a big impact um, I agree. He was ter- he was terrific in the preseason too, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys watched any of the games. So, um, yeah, I d- yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That's a good. And I think a lot of people's draft boards, looking back, I'm not like saying it's a guarantee, but to what Stefan's saying, I think people looking back are going to be um, saying like, oh, we should have picked Cole Anthony higher. Like he was like yeah, what 16 yeah, or true. something. He was 15. Uh, he was outside the lottery. Pretty, pretty 15. Yeah. There you go. So um, I definitely think he's gonna be. He might be one that people look back and be like, wow, he went pretty late. Uh, but I like that. Um, Yelena, who do you think is uh, like a rookie that maybe uh, kind of shocked you a bit? Or... Um, 
someone that that I'm excited yeah, to see more of is Patrick Williams on Chicago. Uh, Chicago yeah, nice. is. Yeah, I mean, last nice. season they didn't do too well, so we'll see what happens this season. But I'm excited to see if he can make a big impact or maybe not. But he's someone that I'm definitely like. He's got my eye for sure um, for this season. And Cole Anthony, like you said, Stefan, he's also a second person that I that I was going to mention. Can we talk yeah, about how yeah, Chicago? No, like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, how Chicago is a grave mind of like potential, like yeah, how many guys they have 100%. that are just supposed to be good, yeah. Oh, yeah. but haven't quite yeah. hit their potential yet, and we don't know if I they think ever will. Individual players on their team, like they're very talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, I think yeah. they just have to find like the oh, the missing piece to, to make their team work. But I think they're there. They're almost there at least. So we'll see. I like I like the Patrick Williams show, but like kind of like Stefan yeah, says, they yeah. need to clear out some of the Otto garbage. Otto Porter, let you do though. Yeah, let you do. Playing over him, that is that was my dude. But ever since, like he's not, he's not, he's not in anymore. I told he was you, good at Washington. I told not you. I told you. Markkinen's looked a little better this season. I'm still a Wendell a Carter believer, but yeah, um, Patrick Williams should be like getting that. those minutes over yeah. Otto Porter. Even though I think Williams, I think his future is as a, yeah, as a, I agree. As a four. I agree. I'm not sure. He's no, a, I think he's he, a, yeah, he's a four yeah. for sure. All right, so my kind of show for a rookie, you guys touch on a lot of them. Like I had Danny Avdi here, but Stefan talked a lot about him. I like him. I like Cole Anthony. Um, so my my pick, I guess, out of like the other rookies, was Precious Ooh. Achua. The next, the next, the next Bam, the next Bam, the next Bam, brother of God's <laughs> gift. Yeah, uh, I love me some Precious Achua. I mean, he uh, impressed me a lot. I think he's going to be another steal. Um, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's another Bam, like other people have been saying. The next, but um, he's definitely, he's definitely <laughs> impressed me a lot. Um, he's got the trust of Spolstra. He's been assigned like so far. I know four games in, but some of the toughest defensive assignments for uh, Miami. Uh, for example, in the New Orleans game, he had Ingram and Zion to defend and did a good job uh, defending them. And uh, so I think that's very valuable having like kind of what Liam said, the coaches trust as a rookie. Um, and if you have that, I think you can develop into a really uh, good young player. And they got him really late too. Uh, I don't know sure exactly the number. I don't know if you, any of you guys know off the top of your head. It was like late teens maybe. It, late it was uh, 20. Yeah. All I know, okay. Yeah. So. All I know is I did not like him, and yeah. he proved me <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, I love me some precious. So, yeah, there you um, go. but yeah, no, those are interesting yeah. rookies. Um, I love everyone's picks, and hopefully, we'll see some some of them blossom into the players that we want them to be, especially fantasy wise. I know I have some stock in some of these uh, rookies in other leagues, so <laughs> I need someone to pop. Damn, loves himself a rookie. Um, okay, so now we'll go. We'll move over to since we're four games in, some way too early assumptions to some NBA teams or some very surprising uh, things that you've seen out of some of these teams. Um, I don't know. Like it just is a free fire, like round, whatever, whoever wants to say whatever they want, go for it. Cause I don't really know where to start. There's so many. Can we start here. with Orlando? Like four and oh. Yeah. We'll start I, there. I, I, we'll start I didn't there. see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I didn't think legit they were or no. that well. <laughs> I, I, can't think believe that, I think we I should go around and say legit or no. That are um, undefeated. Like you don't think it would have been like Brooklyn yeah. or. Yeah. It's Orlando. All right. <laughs> okay, but uh, we have... sorry. Are they legit or no, Yelena? What do you think? No, are they it's, legit I'm not, I'm or are that they that pretenders they don't have right now? Potential. Like a fake four and they definitely have talent. I just. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Though? I, I, I what think, do you think? Mm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying. Gonna, what do you think? I'm gonna say uh, it's not gonna last. So it's shocking, <laughs> and it's not really gonna last. <laughs> yeah. right, uh, let me quickly yeah, touch fair. on it here as well. Um, so they're four and zero, 
they face mm-hmm. Miami uh, after their NBA Finals hangover, which they lost. So they won. They win there. They play the Wizards twice in a row, <laughs> as Leah mentioned, and then they play p- yeah. possibly the worst, one of the worst teams <laughs> in the West, the Thunder. Okay, fair, fair. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things. But where, I mean, hey, like Miami's not a terrible like win. Like I know you said the hangover, it's, it's, but it's still Miami. It's, it's a good win. Miami, it, it's it's their one good yeah. win on the record. Um, I think they're a playing team. Like they're in the nine, uh, nine ten range. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yep. So that, that like that's kind of to what you're like, yep. saying. That's where I kind of think. Like maybe I'm overreacting, and I guess this is what the segment's about. But I had them at 11 in my predictions, and I'm kind of regretting it a bit. I think they're a playing team. I totally agree with you. I think I might have them at the nine or ten spot. Uh, they look really good, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me overreacting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not changing my opinion too much on Orlando. A team in the East that I am changing my opinion on is, uh, and this is a team that I thought, and they were garbage in the bubble last season, got swept in the first round. Um, and it's the Indiana Pacers, yeah. but you know who they were missing in that bubble, Dan? Victor Oladipo. <laughs> God, no, not Oladipo. Um, they were missing know, Sabonis in that bubble, and Sabonis oh has been God. awesome to start this season, man. He is a he's a monster down low. He's playing. He's making good defensive plays. I agree. He was kind of a guy that was like he was an all star last season, and I was kind of like, oh, really, yeah. Sabonis all star? Like that. he's I'm kind of happy to be yeah. their all star, right? But now that guy is going to be one of the best players in the East and an absolute, like a true, true Eastern deserving Conference all-star. Jokic, question mark? Um, okay, let's talk let's, yeah, uh, about I'm so impressed by him. <laughs> <laughs> let's be cool. He, uh, he beat the Celtics almost by himself yeah, he was uh, in their first game. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it, that player is the same player that, remember when he was on the Westbrook Thunder and he was just super scared to mess up and was yeah. almost playing nervous and was basically shooting threes, which he's not, was never really good at anyway. And he's just a fresh faced rookie. Now he's got the beard. He's got the shaggy him. hair. He's been he's flexing, got the swagger. Yeah, he's flexing on, on Boston. I just, yeah. I just love it, man. He's a, he's an, he's a problem down low. Um, throwback to it. One of the old, one of the good old, old time post scorers. Um, and I think he, like uh, I was low on Indiana. I thought they were kind of yeah. the best of the rest. Um, when it comes to East contenders, I could see them really making a push to, um, I, I wouldn't say like win the East, but I think they're definitely a tougher out in the playoffs than I'd yeah, anticipated. I agree. I think, I think the whole offense is going to be running through him. Um, especially with Oladipo back. I know yeah. I always like boost him cause he's on my fantasy team, but like he's actually been playing pretty good basketball Been putting up to like plus 20 points, shooting efficiently. So I think Indiana's someone to look out for, especially with some of these. I mean, it's too early, but some of these Eastern Conference teams not starting up great that I want to touch upon. But um, yeah, I don't know, Stefan, Yellen, any any takes on Indiana? I'll let Stefan go because I don't have any any strong opinions on that. But I, I do agree that that they're a strong contestant and that they're going to shock a lot of a lot of people because they're kind of like no one really expects them to do that great. But I think talent wise, they're they're good. It's a bonus, is a beast. So. They could definitely push. I don't know about winning the East necessarily, but definitely up there for sure. Um, so I actually, I, I get the Sabonis comparison all the time because I kind of, uh, I'm left-handed. I'm a post player. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I, uh, okay. I like to pass out of the posts as well. So I always got that comparison. So that's kind of my guy, nice, but nice. I'm not too high on the Pacers. Wait, no, wait, wait, yo, Stefan. So he had, he had your comparison. They always said he's a Stefan Green. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> <That was laughs> on draft night, 
Yeah, on draft night, the, the pro <laughs> player comps with Stefan Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had I had other aspirations like being on this podcast. So basketball is in the I back got burner. You, I got you. Bigger um, things, bigger things. The Pacers. I'm. I still don't want. I don't want to buy the. I don't want to buy the Pacers yet. I think they need to get rid of that logjam to really unlock Sabonis's full yeah. potential. Fair. I think Fair. if they can move Miles Turner and get a quality piece back, um, then then there's then they're serious, but. I, I don't love that fit, especially in the playoffs. I know we're talking mostly about regular season, but in the playoffs, I just don't see that working. Do you think Do you think they're going to make the playoffs list? Or oh yeah, definitely. Okay. They're definitely a playoff team. They're 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 a five to seven seed. Um, transitioning from that, I would like to talk about like are we buying or selling the Raptors' slow start? Because I Ooh, I kind of figured Nick Nurse would just kind of yeah. be able to, to uh, pick them up right where they left off last year, but. I'm a skeptic right now. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been rough. It's been rough going. Um, but I've been watching some of these games, and they just like haven't been like like I said to my point with the Trey Young thing. Like they they have one player averaging more free throw attempts than um, than the Raptors. The Raptors are thirtieth in the league in free throw attempts, and like you just can't have that um, if you're trying to be a top. I had them third in the East, and making me look like really stupid right now. So I just hope they could pick it up. Um, I think. They have a great like uh, infrastructure and coaching and players to do so. They have winning players. Um, I definitely think it's just three games in. It's a slump. But if they definitely want to make a, a go for like that top four spot to get, I mean, home court with air quotations um, in the East, uh, then I think um, I think they'll have to definitely step up their game and be more aggressive for sure. Yeah, I'd just like to let everyone remind the listeners that one week ago, Daniel Rodriguez bet me that the Raptors would finish ahead of the Nets. <laughs> and that was one week ago. So, Well, speaking of the um, Nets, actually, quickly, um, <laughs> yeah, they looked amazing for three games, but then looked absolute trash for two games. So like, I don't even know what to think of the Nets. I'll tell you honest. what to think. Think uh-huh. of have, them as being really good and uh, one of the best They got trounced by Charlie. Yeah. yeah, but LaMelo's LaMelo. the rookie of the year. The rookie of the year, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so Yelena, you have any takes on Toronto? I know you're a, you're a fan. Um, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that they're 0-3, but I do think it's going to change. They'll pick up for sure after a couple of games. Um, I mean, now that I think about it, the only person that they really lost were, was Ibaka, right? And Gasol. And they got Baines. Chris yeah, yeah. Boucher's playing a lot Sorry? better. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Too. So anything yeah. can happen, but um, like most of their team, like their core team is still there for the most part, so... I think I think I agree, things yeah. will pick up eventually because not that much has changed since last yeah. season. Um, I don't I, I don't yeah. think that they're going to stay at yeah. the bottom very long. Like it'll it'll definitely pick up soon. Yeah, and it's not like they lost to like uh, terrible teams. They lost True. to like the Pelicans True. opening night. Uh, they lost to the Spurs. I might have been eh, one, but and they lost to Seventy Sixers, which Liam and I project really highly of. So it's not terrible yeah, losses. Yeah. Um, they still have time to pick. Yeah, it they'll up. have opportunities. Uh, what I, uh, um yeah. What I also think is really hurting them is they're in Tampa instead of Toronto. They're not in their home yeah, facilities. Yeah. They don't have their home court advantage. They don't have their fans. They don't have their family with them. Um, I think that's really hurting them. Is that something that's going to last the whole season, or is it just going to be an adjustment phase early on? That's to be yeah, determined. True. Um, yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, we'll see. Sure. No other team. No other team had to yeah, do like, that. Yeah, it's like, just them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Stefan's reading my mind. I think. The home court is like non-existent this year, to be honest. Like as long as you don't have fans in the stadium, I don't know like what teams are gonna go with like, once the vaccines like more prominent and stuff like that. But like having no fans in the stadium, I don't even think a home court's a, a big deal anymore. I don't think 
um, to a lot of like kind of just going on a tangent here, but a lot of a home court also like um, kind of uh, went in hand with like players going out uh, nightlife and stuff like that when they went to like, for example, New York or I don't know when they went to Phoenix going to like right across the street to like Las Vegas or like any like these party cities and stuff like that's not existing anymore. Like no one's really going out um, anymore go, like when they go to travel to different cities. So I don't think especially like in Toronto where like being home at home core, like they have to travel to Toronto all the time, crossing the border, um, all that stuff, like a different country. I think it was a huge thing coming here. And also the fans are really loud all the time. So I don't, that's not existing anymore. And I don't think it's going to really matter. All these games are going to be super weird in terms of like who's winning and who's not. So that's just my opinion in terms of like home court advantage as a whole in the NBA so far. Uh, so I guess if, unless you guys had any other takes on any teams um, you guys want to talk about, um, we could just pivot to um, the kind of like, we'll go as kind of more, I'm not sure, like I know you guys don't play focus as much as fantasy basketball like as Liam and I, but we kind of, Liam and I just want to go over some like maybe potential fantasy breakouts or just people to watch without the um, like week to week that might help you guys quickly um, with your league. Uh, for the upcoming days, uh, Liam, did you have any people you want to talk about quickly? Um, I just got a pickup that I made that uh, I'm happy with. Slow start to the fantasy season for me, by the way. But uh, one pickup I am happy with is <laughs> Kyle Anderson. Yeah, can we talk about that for one yeah. second? So Liam, Liam won the league last year. No, I didn't. I was garbage got... last year. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Not last I year. Won... Sorry. The, the year before. Yeah. The last year, year I had Steph yeah, out. But he still, you said a good team. You had Steph out. So you were looking promising coming in this year, right? Steph back and everyone. Yeah. Um, and then he lost to the preseason team? rankings. Sorry, he lost to the last place team yeah. who is rebuilding. Okay. Right now. Let me give an explanation for that. So this was garbage. <laughs> I lost. Absolutely How absurd. do I lose in blocks to Dev? I have Gobert, I have Anthony Davis. They couldn't get a freaking block last week. I tied on blocks <laughs> and then they did a stat change. So I lost by one turnover. And Gobert and Davis in five games no, no, combined you. for one block. Anthony Davis, you're not winning Defensive Player of the Year MVP if you can't block freaking shot. And, and, and now Liam took it personal. He took it personal. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, needed no, to get yeah. that out. I needed to get that out. Yeah, no. Losing to Dev in any great. fantasy sport is embarrassing. Um, I, I like Kyle Anderson. He's He's got to be leading the Grizzlies in minutes. I have no stat to back that up, but the guy's playing heavy, heavy <laughs> minutes for the Grizzlies. He's popping off, too. He had a couple 20-point games already. He's ball handling, um, dropping dimes, gets defensive stats. Um, so Kyle Anderson, Memphis Grizzlies, should not be on any waiver wire. Go pick him up. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, he's balling now. And, like, honestly, our, our league's pretty keen on, like, those type of oh, pickups. Yeah. I was just going through, like, different players that I was potentially wanted to, like uh, – Tell the listeners and like every player that I'm like telling are pretty obscure in my other leagues. Like no one has them, but in our league, every everyone's picked up. Like there's like no room for like any error, especially because you have teams tanking. But I had like Lugan Dort, Dort, like the person I drafted. Oh yeah, he's gone. He's a beast in OKC. Um, and then if he's already taken your league, which he might be because he popped off uh, before this pod was released. But I also have Josh Jackson. Um, Blake Griffin's kind of coming in now. He's in uh, concussion protocol. So for like if you want to stream him for like a week or two, depending on how Blake Griffin's gonna. Um, how is the concussion protocol is going to go? Then I definitely have uh, Josh Jackson there as a streamer. Um, he's been averaging 17 points, uh, one steal, six rebounds, uh, 1.5 three points made on 50% field goal. So it's, if you're in a Cats league, um, that's pretty good. Uh, definitely help you just someone streaming for a week or two. I definitely don't think it's long term. Josh Jackson, just for a week or two. Yeah, he's like the ultimate yeah. low floor, high ceiling guy. Like he could get a DNP yeah, yeah. coach's decision 
or he could pop off for like 27, 10, 5, exactly. two steals, two blocks. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised yeah, exactly. by either of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now he has the opportunity with Blake Griffin out, right? Yeah. So I think like like that temporary pickup, I think is definitely key for a week or two. Also I have Larry Nance, my boy. Oh, for sure. Um he's not he doesn't have any sexy numbers, but he's averaging 2.8 steals, one block a game, 4.5 assists on 7.5 rebounds. Uh, gets you 1.3 at three-pointers and 48% field goal. So, I mean, what else do you really want in a category league? Um, only gets you nine points, but you definitely could do some damage. And one more to add, uh, Nas Reed with Carl Anthony Towns week to week could be someone uh, with high upside uh, in terms of uh, your fantasy if you have Carl Anthony Towns out because that's a big blow. Can I add I two I guys as well? Go for it, go for it. Um, obviously, what my dark horse for most improved player, uh, Keldon Johnson, if he's still yeah, out there, grab for him. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a big shot. Uh, yeah, that's a big one. He's going to be a starter. He's going to get your rebounds as a forward. Gets you everything, a little bit of everything. And also another spur that I want to be proactive on, Derek White. He has got a big contract. He's a big part of the Spurs' future. He's out right now, so he could be on the waiver wire for teams that maybe Ooh, good shout. Uh, like that. don't have an injury reserve or something like that. Um, I just picked him up. Uh, I feel like he's going to step up this year as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Is there any kind of, I know you, uh, Stefan, you said like a kind of a buy low. Is there anyone you would kind of go for in terms of a trade that's kind of maybe not performed as well this season? Or is there anyone that you would sell high on so far that maybe outperform what they're doing? You can get some good value. Uh, Terry Rogier, sell high on. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> buy low on Aiton. Aiton's not putting anything up okay. right now. Okay. Um, he's not comfortable with Chris Paul yet. Wait until them to get a, uh, some chemistry going. And I think he's going to have that breakout third year that I was expecting that him to have when I drafted him. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit of bias That's there, fair. but we'll see. In the league. Yeah. No, um, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, Liam, anyone anyone in your radar? Yeah, buy low on the Bosnian beast, Yusuf Nurkic. He's been trashed to start the season. He's <laughs> way better than this. He's putting up like, yeah, yeah he's putting he up is. garbage numbers. I'm trying buy low yeah. on him. I've, I've been sending offers <laughs> to uh, the guy who has him in our league, so definitely. Who, who has Wait, him? on that, uh, on that uh, uh, I'm not doing fantasy, but I just have a question for Liam. So, word on the street, yep. you dropped uh, Pokoshevsky. And oh, second yeah, question, what do you have against Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we, we, yeah no i got you <laughs> I, I love I the follow-up i love i love zerkic i love pokushevsky i i picked him up but my my rationale with pokushevsky who i love in long term was i need him to be playing 20 minutes a night because it's a competitive league and i can't be like he, and he wasn't getting twenty minutes. It took him like I don't think he had a field goal mm. in his first two games. That kind of sounds like um, excuses. I love right him. Here. No, I love him for his potential <laughs> for his defensive stats. I love those lanky <laughs> players. Um, but I uh, I had to move on from him. Right. Keep uh, he's on my he's on my radar. Trust me. Once scene. once he gets it. twenty minutes a night, I will be the first person on the scene to scoop him back okay. up. Wait, so I, I like uh, yeah, not hitting the uh, asking the high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you're telling me his six percent from the field is just not cutting it for you? That seems kind of <laughs> That's what I'm telling kind you. of discriminatory. <laughs> is that what it is? Six percent? Oh god. Six point three percent minus three point nine per. He's there killing it. Oh god. Uh, okay, yeah, but but kind of <laughs> that's jokes. Uh, so kind of to what Liam said, like uh, use of stats for um, the season so far: nine point eight points, 0.8 blocks, which is like nothing for a big. Uh, 3.3 assists that could definitely be higher 7.5 rebounds which is like and only shooting and field goal is good but 
not getting that many shots. He's got to so. get more minutes, man. He's got to yeah. be pushing over 30. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't he's know 25.5 right now. Maybe they're easing him in. I don't yeah. Know. But I think he's yeah. a buy low. Uh, for me, my buy low. Um, I know he had one good game, but Wendell Carter. I think I have, I'm expecting big thing from him. He's not averaging as much as I liked when I drafted him in one of my leagues. Um, but I definitely think if someone, he's not a big household name too. If someone doesn't appreciate Wendell Carter, I think he could step it up in the season and produce some big numbers for you. Um, in terms of sell high, um, I have one of the duos. One part of the duo of uh, Sexland, Sexton and Garland. Sexland, nice. Uh, <laughs> Sexland, yeah. Uh, so I think I'd one of them. Are, are... I don't know. I, I kind of believe in Garland a little bit. I definitely think both of them are candidates for sell high, though. Um, Sexton just popping off right now. Um, this is like way too early, obviously, but uh, one of them I don't think is going to be sustainable for like fantasy wise for the rest of the season. Um, but that's just my opinion. So if you have one of those, maybe that's might be a sell high candidate in my opinion for a category league. Um, all right. So right now we'll kind of pivot to you. That's enough fantasy talk for today. I mean, we'll, we'll be, we'll be weekly. Liam and I will be posting weekly stuff for fantasy for you guys. Um, but for now, that's kind of all we got. Hopefully we helped you guys a little bit, a little bit throughout the season. Um, but now we'll kind of pivot to like our honorable guests. Um, so they, they definitely have an interesting kind of, um, take on like basketball in a whole, like I kind of introduced Stefan. He's played at university ball, like high level. And I yell and I want to pursue a career. Um, or is pursuing a career, not wants to, is pursuing a career in um, kind of the space of like a sports agent and anything like that. So she's, I have a lot of info in case you want to pursue something like that. So I don't know who wants to start off, um, either one, Stefan or Yelena, but uh, one of you guys could just take the mic and talk about your, any experience and stuff like that. Do you want me to, uh, Yelena, you go yeah, ahead I, first. I go ahead. So just um, my, my interest in basketball kind of stemming from playing in high school, playing competitive and playing on high school. And then um, quitting after that, I didn't really play for a little while. And then I moved to Strasbourg uh, for a year in exchange. And that's where I kind of got a little bit more info on Europe ball. And I kind of got the idea over there um, of the potential of becoming an agent. And then I just kind of looked more into it. Obviously, right now, I have absolutely no experience in uh, be- of being an agent. But yeah, I'll just kind of tell you a little bit about yeah. what it takes to, to become an agent and, and so forth. So um, the yeah. Pats... Because this is something that you like. Sorry, this is something that you wanted yeah. to do, right? So you have a lot of like research. You have a lot of like downtime. Yeah, yeah. And stuff, so just, just stuff that, that, that I path. found out. Um, the paths for for becoming um, an agent for Europe versus MBA are similar and different um, in some ways. So for MBA or for both, there's there's three different types of agents you can be. So you can either pass your certification for um, the NPBA. Um, so this requires, I think like a test an interview, uh, you have to pay some kind of fee. So it's like a, a yearly fee. And then also, um, the requirement is cool. that you have to sign at least one player in five years. If you don't sign a player in those five years, you oh, are basically like not eligible anymore. Um, so this, yeah, yeah. this isn't okay. a thing for, for the FIBA agent. So for FIBA agent, you just have to, to pass the test, which is like a written test of interview, also pay the fee and that role with the whole, like signing a player within five years doesn't exist. Um, and then the okay, third okay, one cool. is you can basically be a sports attorney. So in this case, usually you're, um, you're, you don't really need to do the testing for MPBA or FIBA agent testing. You're kind of just qualified just because of your experience. Um, so those are three different types. I'm looking mostly into becoming a FIBA agent just because I'm moving to Europe. So my focus will be the, the market there. Um, I yeah, think it's sure. interesting because there's so many different leagues. There's so many different tiers for each country. Like each country usually has 
six or more different tiers. Like Germany itself has six tiers, I think. Damn, I don't um, know. I don't know about the other yeah. countries. Like I think Spain has probably more than six. They might even have like ten. France as well. Like they they have a I bunch of different ones. That, yeah. Um, so there's there's different contract levels. Like you you can really start low. Obviously, as someone that's coming up as a, as a new agent, like I do want to start on mm. lower level. Like I don't expect to just drop you know, yeah. like a MBA <laughs> contract right away. So it's easier to kind of... Yeah, you find the diamond I mean, you in the never run. Know, right? You never know, but uh, yeah. I'm being realistic. I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. So I'd rather kind of start course, low of and build my reputation up like that because the testing course, itself isn't that hard. Like you pass a written test, you pass the interview, and that's that. You have so many people yeah. that are passing the same exact test that you are. So what's the difference? It's basically reputation yeah. that you yeah, have to exactly. build. And so how how do how would that work then in terms of like when if you're just starting off you kind of have to you be watching watch a lot of players, players you got to reach film, out to players um, like you have to find potential you're kind of like a yeah. scout also at the same time because you're looking at players that nice, are, are cool. coming up so mm-hmm. um you can yeah. you, I mean you can work for an agency that's already existing you can start your own if if you're if you have the resources to yeah. do so um but I'm kind of looking into to finding some kind of like internship that already exists in Europe and, and working really from there. Um, but like I said, there's so many different tiers. So you have contracts ranging from, um, $300 to like million, not millions, but like, I think the highest contract in, 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 the highest contract in Europe is probably like 5 million. That's, but that's like, I think only like five players have that much. So it's not, it's not that you're, you're averaging mostly around like 60 to a hundred thousand. That's like usually like the salary that that the players are getting over there, but there's a lot more opportunities. So We'll see what happens. I'm moving in March, and I don't know how the testing is going to look like because of COVID. Like, I think the there's only two times yeah. a year that they do testing in Europe for for the FIBA license. They do it in March, and then they do it again in, in November. Mm-hmm. But obviously, with the situation that that we're living in, I don't really know what that's going to look like. So we'll see when that actually yeah. happens. But um, yeah, that's just a little bit of my take on on being an agent. And yeah, that's awesome, though. Like that's. Those those are one of those jobs that you never know. You always see them like prominent figures in sports, but you never know like how they got there, right? Like it's pretty cool yeah, to think yeah. like I didn't even know you to do it. Have to do a test and interview, kind of grinding your way to like in just in general. Social media makes it a lot easier for you guys to be able to reach out to different players, uh, female or male. 100%. I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you want to yeah, represent both, right? So like it'd be really cool. It'd be really cool to see um how it comes and uh, yeah, I appreciate the grind. Thank you. You gotta, you gotta get get honestly. My my thing is you gotta get your dream job. Do whatever you want to do. Um, it's really, it's really interesting so too. I, like, I really there's in the NBA, I don't think there's a single female agent representing any of the players, and that's kind of messed no, up. Like, no, yeah. why? Do you, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's because yeah. females don't have the knowledge and don't have the the capacity to become an agent. It's just no, for sure, no. why yeah. isn't that happening? So, I mean, I think it would be really dope exactly, if, yeah. if you know, I can kind of change that rhetoric around uh, agents yeah, and, that'd, and that'd be sports sick, and, and basketball as well. Yeah. Yeah, and like kind of just like to on that, like the news is kind of like Becky Hammett. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure if you guys are familiar, 100%. but she's she was like assistant coach for the Spurs. She was like one of the first ever women to take an acting role yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. a head coach when Greg Pop got two technicals. So that's like that was a huge news. And actually, like really, I'm a really big supporter of like anyone. Like it doesn't matter who you are, um, as long as you have the knowledge, you have the experience. Which I'm sure Becky Hammond does because she played a lot of WNBA. She's had plenty of coaching experience, so she like deserved every every single minute of that. So I definitely want. More, like, more of that like, of we like want to hear equality. more of those yeah. stories that are that are popping off exactly, in sports yeah. not just in, in WNBA For but sure. I want to see more of that in NBA because qualification wise like they're there it's not it's not lacking yeah. whatsoever exactly. so we got to see it happen yeah 100% yeah exactly yo I actually really appreciate that you know, that was actually a 
a great like kind of insight into a world that a lot of us might not know of. So respect. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Stefan, on to you. Like, give us some of your like experiences. I know playing high level basketball at university. Um, I know a lot of us don't get the opportunity to do so. Um, so like, tell me, tell me a little bit about that and your perspective on the NBA, college, university ball, and stuff like that. Um, I'll just talk about the since we're Yelena kind of talked about recruiting, so I'll just kind of yeah piggyback off of that and my experience for sure, for sure. being recruited at a high school and how we can get maybe we have some young uh, viewers listeners that want to play at that level either in canada or the u.s yeah awesome um yeah the biggest thing i think is don't be afraid to reach out to coaches because obviously they they have a full-time job they're managing those teams every day they go to practice every day they they manage their game plans and then they have to do recruiting as well so they're not able to see every corner of the country all the good players so I think a bit, I think it would help me even more if I like really reached out to coaches. If you go ahead, send a nice email, let them know what you're interested in academically, send them a highlight tape, um, just as all the schools that you're interested in going, and then let the interest come from there. It's I find a lot of kids when they're in high school, it's like, oh, I'm going to wait until the coaches contact me directly. Like It's kind of like a, a pride yeah. ego thing. Like, oh, if I'm so good, then mm-hmm. they'll come to me directly. Like, no, I think yeah, it's really, sure. really helpful if you reach out directly to the coach as well, because what the worst thing that's going to happen is they're not going to reply to you. Yeah. And yeah. that, yeah, that exactly. might suck for sure. For sure. But it might create an opportunity for you to go to a school. That's the perfect fit for you. As in the coach mm-hmm. has a vision for you both how to succeed academically. Maybe they have a great program and also his style of play matches what your skill set is. Um, and that's maybe mm-hmm. where I missed out on. Like I went to programs that, were wanting me to be players that I necessarily wasn't. They wanted me to add 60 pounds. Oh, okay, and just okay. Instead of taking the things that I was good at, they tried to mold me to the player that like worked in their system. So I think if kids are just oh, more okay, open okay. and more mm-hmm. forward about it, um, they'll have greater wow. success at that yeah. level. That's actually great insight because like someone who obviously never played uh, like competitive ball really at all other than my 3v3 3B, 3B3 championship in uh, – and university recreational league but uh um like being not playing competitive at all like we we don't really see that side of like the grind and like putting yourself out there to be able to um kind of succeed in a position that you want to be in right like like for example you said like they're they try to mold you into something that you didn't want to be and sometimes it could hurt right like it could hurt your your eligibility you maybe wasted your kind of training to be a player that you're not and eligibility in the number of years is huge in university and college ball right like you only have a certain like finite amount mm-hmm. of time um, so that's like amazing insight. Like I didn't even know that to be honest. So it's actually really cool that you uh, mentioned it in terms of that. Like it, in terms of your recruiting process, like how did how did that go? Kind of for you, like was it more you playing like in tournaments and stuff like that, and like kind of coaches going out scouting you, or is it were you reaching out to some like kind of what you said? Um, I know you mentioned you didn't do as much. Um, so it was mostly like my brother was also in the university scene, and there was coaches that recruited him, and they just kind of mentioned my name, and that's how I was recruited. Whereas I feel like if I just contacted the programs that I wanted to go to, I might have had more Mm -hmm. options. I had I had a few scholarship offers um, coming out of high school, but maybe I could have had in the ballpark of 10 and I could have picked exactly where I wanted to go if I was more forward with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's just something to think about. Yeah, for sure. Definitely for all like the youths out there um, kind of reaching out and kind of being proactive is not a lot of people's priorities. I know for sure when I was 18, I honestly really didn't give a shit about anything but playing 
soccer with my friends and playing video games. Um, I didn't really care about anything else other than like what I'm going to do or eat for breakfast the next day. I can let, let alone what you want to do, <laughs> what university you want to go with to play, like a big, make a big decision. Right. So um, I definitely like I definitely agree with that. Kind of be proactive. Um, put yourself out there. Do what you want to do. Um, do the research, put in the time and it'll, it'll 100% and, and, to, and to jump yeah, in as always, well, like does. sometimes the only thing that's differentiating between two players is, is just the luck of time and place, right? So if you can reach out and take charge and basically what Sepho was saying is like, you know what you're good at, find a team that will accept those qualities, like why not, right? Don't be afraid. Sometimes they just don't have time to be looking yeah. out, but if you can just go ahead and now with social media too, like everything is so accessible. You can literally just DM coaches so easily email people like i mean like you said they might not answer they might answer they might not but you should definitely take yeah. charge take charge and then go for it for sure for sure uh is there anything else you want to add stefan before we uh transition into something else oh no i think that's good okay cool honestly yeah thank you both for um we appreciate you guys coming on uh liam if, actually before i say liam do you have any takes on anything yelling or, or stefan said i'm just uh appreciative to be uh doing with a podcast with two people that know a hell of a lot more than me so that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah, on that fair. <laughs> fair fair no getting uh getting that unique insight on these uh, uh specific spaces is like definitely like something we always like wanted to do and we're really happy you guys could both be on here um on new year's eve um entertaining us uh with your stories and your insights so we really appreciate it no worries. Thanks for having yeah, us yeah, on. Thanks for having us. No, pro- no problem. And kind of transition to another thing about you guys. So you guys are both Serbian. Uh, the l- listeners know kind of if you guys didn't get it by now. <laughs> if the last um, name didn't give it away but, already, then um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. So we want to let's get into something more like we kind of experienced a little bit in the bubble when we had who I don't know who posted it. Was it like Terry Scotts or something like that? Posted a picture of all the ba- the Balkan boys in, uh, in Miami. Uh, having dinner on the table and kind of captioning it. I think Nurkic posted it or something, uh, titling it Balkan Boys. And they had um, a bunch of players. Um, I think I have it here. So they had like Nurkic, obviously. They had Dragic, who's like Slovenian. Um, uh, if you guys want to give me more insight on maybe Dragic's history, I don't think he's, he's Slovenian, uh, right? He's uh, Slovenian. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's he like his parents are Serbian. Like his nationality is Slovenian. Yeah, his, but parents his parents are Serbian, are Serbian, but he grew up in Slovenia, so like his nationality is Slovenia and. Um, and he plays for the yeah. Slovenian national team as well. Yeah, and that's similar to Doncic, right? Doncic's like kind of dad, Doncic's dad in... is Serbian. His mom is Slovenian, and he also grew up in Slovenia. So okay. it's kind of similar situation. Yeah, he plays yeah. for the Slovenian national team. Yeah, fair. Okay, yeah. So he was Doncic was there as well. Uh, Boban Marjanovic, Serbian, he was there as Bobby. well. My guy. The Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the most lovable players in the NBA. Um, and then you had Nikola Vucevic um, from Montenegro, center in Orlando there in that picture. You had, um, <laughs> obviously, the boy, Nikola Jokic, bless you, Liam. Um, you. In Serbia, from Serbia, he's a center in Denver. Everyone knows him. Um, you had Ivica Zubac from Croatia, uh, center for Clippers. And you had Mario, Mario Hazonia from Croatia, small forward for Orlando as well. So you had a lot of Balkan representation just in the bubble. And there's plenty of more as well. Um, that didn't make it in the bubble that year. Uh, like you had Boyan, you had Bogdan, uh, you had um, a, a few other players. I can't think off the top. Musa, my boy Musa. He's chilling on the bench in Detroit <laughs> now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so like, honestly, like, what's it like for you guys? Like, I know because I'm Latino, I'm like Peruvian, Chilean. There's not that much representation in the NBA from Chile and Peru. Actually, none at all. Um, so how is it like for you guys seeing like kind of your, your boys out there uh, representing your, your countries or where, where the areas where you're from? I'll let you go with this one, Stefan. 
Well, so it's it's truly special because of how small of a country we are too. We're only like yeah, seven, eight million, sure. or just under seven million in population. So, mm-hmm. just having that represent, having such a big representation in the NBA from such a small population, and it's not like we're known for like athleticism. None of, none of our guys are <laughs> athletic freaks that are catching lobs. <laughs> exactly, we're known for playing a little defense, playing with a high basketball IQ. So, it, it it's just good to know that our guys are playing the basketball the right way. So and it's cool because it's like the players it. that are playing in the NBA. It's not like there's some mesquine, you know, uh, <laughs> like forgotten about players. Like they're yeah. they're big, huge, like important roles, yeah, right? So yeah, it, it, yeah like you said, like yeah. it's MVP uh, leading MVP leading MVP candidates. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like you just look at the All Star team, and and you have uh, Doncic. You have I think Dragic was a part of that at some point. I think he he played on the All Star team like two years ago. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you, yeah, Vucevic, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jokic, like that's already like three or four yeah. out of like the whole team. So that's, I don't know. I think that's really really cool coming from such a small country. Yeah, it's really special too because it's not like you guys only focus on basketball. You guys have good good uh, soccer team as Liam and I know because we follow soccer a lot. Um, it's not like you guys only focus on one sport too. So it's definitely like really special having um having a lot of players from your homeland. I know even when I see like a. Like, I know this is like not even close to like comparison, but when I see a Peruvian player play on Seattle Sounders <laughs> in the MLS, I'm like blossoming, <laughs> blossoming with like happiness, right? Like I can't even I can't even imagine how it's like having like uh, players play in like the biggest league in that respect of sports. So it's actually like really incredible, and that's pretty cool how they had like all got together in the in Miami and kind of took for that sure, picture sure. too. Unity. And wait, I, I'm gonna have to quickly correct you there. Our team isn't good. Our individuals. That make up the team are good on the Serbian soccer team. Yeah, that's that's true. So just just uh... shout out Nemanja Vidic, Manchester United legend. He's he's great as an individual. <laughs> as an... <laughs> yeah, our teams our teams were um, were too hot headed for that. You know, you put like a bunch of Serbians all together on one team. That's good luck. Good luck. There's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of arguing. No one's no one's on the same page. Talent the talent's there. It's just yeah. You can't question the talent. It's just like try to try to get them to agree. Good luck. All right. Um, I think we might have lost Dan yeah. for a second here. He's freezing on my screen. Um, oh. Oh. Well, I think that's uh, that's pretty much all that we covered on the the Dos Compass podcast today. Hopefully, Dan joins back up so he can give us a proper send off because I'm not cut out for this, guys. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts? Uh, nope. Thanks for having us on. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. Think we covered it all? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Have a have a happy new year to the listeners out there. You two have a happy new year. Let's do this again. Um, super fun to get uh, much more knowledgeable people than, than myself and Daniel. People actually know the game. Um, so it's nice having you guys on. And uh, those Compass listeners out there, we're going to keep going with some content every week. Um, hot takes, maybe not so hot takes. Um, doing my best to uh, audible here because because Dan left us. But um, happy New Year! Um, may twenty twenty one be the best year yet. For sure, for sure. And I think we're done. Let's run it again sometime. Twenty twenty one comeback player of the year, most improved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, comeback player of the year for sure. All right, guys, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Stay safe. Happy New Year. <laughs>